A couple months ago, I was nearing the point of burnout again, but not burnout from working too much, but more burnout from feeling really bored and unfulfilled with what I was posting on social media. A lot of the content that I was sharing was content that I feel like I had to share. I mean, it was working for everyone else in my niche and this type of content people seem to enjoy enough that I was staying comfortable with my views and my engagement. But Getting up at the start of the week and looking at the content that I'd be creating for the rest of the week just honestly did not make me excited anymore. It felt like something that I had to do versus something that I got to do. At first, it was fine. I just got through the struggle and created the content, but recently it started to catch up to me and I decided it was time to make a change. And somehow doing less was actually the answer to me feeling whole again when it came to my content. But doing less probably doesn't mean what you think it means. I'm Kristen Buscan. I've been a full-time creator for over three years and I've brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Today, we're chatting all about how doing less can actually help you do more within your business and on social media. This, my biz BFF, is Social Scoop. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 107 of Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here. This has been just such a crazy last couple of weeks. So if you listen to the podcast consistently, you know that the last four-ish weeks, we were on a little summer break from the podcast, and I was doing a lot of experimenting with YouTube in that time. Our plan is actually to launch on YouTube. So today you will be able to actually see the rest of this episode on YouTube. The only difference between our YouTube episodes and the podcast episodes is that YouTube videos will only have kind of the meat of our episodes. So the news will not be on YouTube. The news will only be on the podcast. And we did that because we want the content that we're sharing on YouTube to be very evergreen. So someone doesn't open up an episode on YouTube and hear news from six months ago. So you will be able to find all of the meat of our episodes on YouTube from here on out. And I am very excited. I'll tell you, it's been a lot of fun, but I also getting it set up almost through my phone and my camera and my computer out the window the day that I was recording a bunch of the episodes. So I have been through it, but listen, we're here now. It's working really great. The quality of the YouTube video, just go look at it. I hope you like how it looks because it really took everything in me to make it happen. I hope that you guys had a really, really great last four weeks. I have just been enjoying the summer, doing a lot of dog walking and dog sitting. It's actually been really, really crazy to see how much income I've been able to make from it. And I get to just hang out with people's dogs all day. So kind of amazing. Really excited about it. Also excited about some of the new social media updates that we have. And I will share with you mostly things that have happened in this last week just to stay current. But I do also want to share one quick thing before we dive into that about TikTok shop. So I shared a whole video on my TikTok page all about TikTok shop and how I'm personally utilizing it as a TikTok shop seller. So I shared a video that has the pros and cons of kind of like what that 
has looked like for me. But one thing I will tell you is that my social media content planners that I created literal years ago are flying off the shelves on TikTok shop. So it's been going really well. There are some pros and cons that I share in that video. So you can check it out. But really, really exciting. If you are considering becoming a a seller on TikTok shop, watch the video. But I do really think it's worth it, honestly. In this last week, Threads has created a web version of the platform. The the website is just threads.net. It looks, you know, similar to what you would expect it to look like, very similar to Twitter. I've got to say, guys, I was so gung-ho about threads when it first came out, but I have not opened that up in at least two weeks. Like, I don't know. I really felt so good about it. Like, I felt that this was going to be an app that I used every single day and was so excited about. Um, But I just, for some reason, haven't opened it. Uh, I would be really curious to hear if anyone else is doing the same. TikTok is actually shutting down their storefront feature so that they will no longer support Shopify storefronts. Obviously, this is just an effort to get more creators to use TikTok shop instead. But if you are a creator who has a physical or digital product that you use Shopify for and link it to TikTok, that is something that they're actually shutting down. Now, I don't typically share content on this podcast about Twitter or as it's now called X, honestly, just because I feel like not a lot of us really use the platform and the updates weren't really that exciting <laughs> unless they were just like the drama about the the platform. Um, but they have some new updates where they are essentially trying to become this quote, everything app. So I'm going to read you a couple of things here. Do what you will with this, but not sure how I feel about it still. If I can't get on threads that I was really excited about, I just still don't see myself utilizing Twitter slash X very often. So one update could be a more advanced video ID process that similar to TikTok actually helps you understand what you would like to watch and what to show you to actually keep you in the app. So you know how TikTok has just this like really great algorithm. You're like, wow, the algorithm just is like living in my brain. It knows what I'm thinking. That is similar to what they're working on for X. They are trying to focus more on video discovery, which is so weird to me because honestly, we do not I say we, I do not use Twitter slash X for video at all. It would just never occur to me to use that as a video hosting platform of any sort. So that is really interesting to me. Not sure how that's going to work out in Elon's favor. Another element that they're trying to implement is payments. Um, They recently got a transmission license in Maryland. Not really sure about the details on what this is going to look like. Maybe something similar to a TikTok shop where people can, you know, put products on there. People can purchase them. But with a quote, everything app, I would assume that they're looking for ways to implement different payments. So we'll see how that goes. Let's move on over to Instagram. So you can now search for branded content, post stories or reels with a paid partnership label. So this will help creators see the other ways that people have collaborated with brands. So if you're ever looking for inspiration for an ad, maybe you can search in here and kind of see what's been done, see what performed really well. Um, In the ads library, you'll be able to search the platform and a date range. 
You will also be able to see any campaigns that an influencer is participating in, as well as search by brand to see if the influencer campaigns, uh, what influencer campaigns they're running, which I think this is really interesting because if you were a brand and you went to a creator's profile, you would be able to look and see which partnerships they're working on at any given time. So that's kind of cool. I think that could make the job easy for a lot of brand campaign managers. LinkedIn also has some news. Their newsletters are getting some new updates. So they have made the editing and publishing process a lot smoother. And every newsletter subscriber will follow you automatically now, which is not something that previously was the case. Also, creators will be able to start and manage up to five newsletters. Listen, I can hardly handle one. Uh, actually, my team handles the one. I actually can't even handle it. So, wow, up to five. Like, go creators. If you can have up to five newsletters, more power to you. But it is now going to be an option for you. So, that's cool. I personally use LinkedIn newsletters as a way to essentially copy the newsletter that I'm sending to my regular subscribers and send them to this, the same exact uh, newsletter to the people that follow me on LinkedIn. So honestly, I don't write like anything's different and specific for LinkedIn. It is just a copy and paste of what I send to everyone else. But it's nice to have that as an option because people who don't subscribe to your newsletter will still be able to see this content. and obviously it's just more eyes on your content. So we love that. So LinkedIn newsletters, guys, if you're not on it, why not try it out? If you already have a newsletter, just pop yours on there and see what the heck happens. Now in these last four weeks, I have kind of had this like epiphany with my content. And if you've been following me for a while, you've definitely seen quite the shift in my content in the last month. So I was really excited to put this episode together for you guys to hear a little bit more about what that process has looked like for me and hopefully get a bunch of good inspiration and some tips that you can actually implement if you're feeling really similar to me. Also, I will tell you after taking this last four week break from the podcast, guys, take breaks when you need to. Like, I know we're all scared to take a break because we're like, what if I become irrelevant during my break? But like, you're still here listening to this podcast. So there's your proof that that's not the case. You need to take a break when you need to take a break. I watched so much Walking Dead in the last four weeks that I feel like I was ready to get back to work because I was literally turning into like a walking dead zombie side note that was my first time ever watching walking dead like i never i only saw a couple episodes before andrew and i in the last couple of months watched it front to back and i'm like not okay that episode with glenn like if you know you know and i would like to have a conversation with you so feel free to send me a dm about the walking dead <laughs> or about how doing less has made me a better creator without further ado let's get into the rest of this episode Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 107 of Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here. I'm even more excited today because if you're watching on YouTube, let me tell you, this whole process of getting it set up just took us a solid hour, and it was one of those situations where, you know, like when you're so upset, you just want to take your phone and chuck it across the room. That was me this morning, but I'm here, and I'm so excited to finally be here and have our setup ready to go. What we're talking about today is something that honestly has changed the way that I approach social media and made me enjoy it so much more. I don't know about you guys, but there came a point in the last few months for me where I just felt like so 
defeated by social media that I was not really excited to show up anymore. I was not really excited to think of new content ideas. I would go to make a video and I was like, I just don't even like this video, like leave it in the drafts. And I was posting really what I felt like I had to be posting because of what I was seeing working well for other people. Or I was like, Ooh, okay, well, you know, if this is what everyone's doing, like, let me try that too and see what happens. And it got me into this cycle of, honestly, I guess it was kind of burnout. I really just wasn't excited anymore. So I actually did something that I haven't done in a really long time. And um, actually two things that I'm really excited to share with you today that I hope you can also try and see how it works for you if you're feeling the same way that I was feeling. I want to give you the backstory on how I got to this point and kind of the process that I went to to start making these changes that I've recently implemented. I have a friend, her name is Harley Jordan. You guys have probably seen me post about her on you know, my stories and things like that. And she has a program called Do Less Club. And so as someone who loves Harley and everything she does, I was like, do less? Like, yes, sign me up. I would like to do less and still have a great business. And so I joined her program and it is essentially just a really great group of um, people, creators who are looking to build sustainable businesses that they actually enjoy and can keep up with. And this, what I love about this group is there's a lot of like group calls. So essentially when I was on one of these group calls, I'm talking to Harley and I'm just like, dude, I feel so lost. Like I'm just not excited. I feel honestly kind of sick of it. Like I want to quit. And I I had even at a certain point been starting to apply for like full-time jobs because I was just sick of having to post on Instagram, if I'm being honest. And Harley said to me, okay, what, like show us more of you. Like, I want to see more of you. She knows I love dogs. She knows I love reading. And she was like, you need to show us more of that. Like show me the dogs. You know, we don't need a, a tip every day from you. That's like this, this tip that we can probably find from everyone else. Like she said, I want to see your perspective. And it really got me thinking, you know, I really don't share a lot of my life and my perspective that's not separate from my business, right? Like a lot of what I share on my page was like hacks or tips or things like that. Again, that I saw working well, like if I look up my content pillars on TikTok and I look at the top videos, that's the kind of stuff that I was posting. Like, oh, here's how I, you know, gain these followers or here's how I pitch to a brand. And it's just such like vanilla content. And that's why I was not excited. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking about the stuff that you post and you're like, man, I really am posting it mostly because everyone is kind of telling me to, I would challenge you to, to go through this process that I went through. And so I really tried to think about how can I make a change where I am almost selling more of myself, you know, like as a, a coach, a social media coach, but also as a fashion creator, as a beauty creator, as a home decor creator, our niches are also saturated. There's so many creators that are home decor or fashion or food creators or whatever it is. What really makes us different? And it's us. Like it is me that makes me different from every other coach. It is you that makes you different from every other fashion creator. It's your experiences. It's your personality. It's the, the things you do every day, the way you wake up. Like those are all the things that we should be sharing. But I think we 
shy away from it so much because we're like, it's not about us. Like I want to provide value. Like I need to give the tips. I need to give the styling tips. I need to give the recipes because it's not about me. It's about providing value. And this is where the shift really happened for me. I realized that me sharing my experiences and me sharing my perspectives on things is not just about me. It is valuable. I'm sharing me because it's really great to be relatable and let people in on my life. Because again, I I am the secret sauce to my business, just like you are to yours. And so when I started sharing more of myself, I had to make this shift in my head where I said, that's still valuable. People are going to hear about my perspectives and my opinions and my experiences. And they're going to be able to take things from that that they're able to pull and sit and think different ways or experiment with something new or be inspired to try something. And and for so long, again, I just didn't think that was valuable. Now, since I've started changing the way that I post and sharing more like kind of B-roll videos, sometimes the video has nothing to do with what is actually being talked about in the, the video or in the audio, I guess, of the video. Ever since I started sharing that content, my engagement's been up. My views have been up. I've sold more memberships than I ever have before. I'm better connected with my audience than I ever had before. And this is a change I started making maybe a month and a half, two months ago. This is a very quick change that I've seen and in quick results that I've seen from making this change. And when you think about it, it makes sense because with social media, I think right now, a lot of us listening right now can agree, we really are craving connection. You know, like we want to feel connected to other people. It's social networking, right? Like we want to socially network with people. We want to get to know people. And when everything on Instagram was like so value driven, uh, like very vanilla, very like it has to be perfect to put out. I think we really lost that and stopped feeling like excited and connected. Like we felt like we had to put on our, our Instagram face to be able to post on Instagram, right? And so I'm really happy that I made this change. Now to wrap all that up and kind of bring it back to what I think would be really great for you to learn from my experience. The name of this episode is, is how doing less made me a better content creator. And it sounds very counterintuitive, right? Because like you're doing less, like how are you doing better? And the things that I implemented were basically these kind of four different concepts, right? First things first was creating content that I actually like creating. I love social media. I love being a creator coach and I love sharing all of this business advice with you guys. It's one of my favorite things to do, but I hated sitting down in front of my camera and just like doing a talking head video where I was kind of just like, here's this tip that I'm going to share with you today. Smiling. Everything is great. My hair and makeup's done. Everything is perfect. I really hated that. And like, I was not excited to do that. So I started creating content that I actually liked creating. And as you'll see from looking through my Instagram or my TikTok now, it's a lot of B-roll footage where I'm like playing with my dogs or, um, you know, like showing my day in the life or, um, you know, like showing you dogs that I'm, that I'm walking. Cause I do a lot of dog walking, which is again, something that people recently have learned about me. And I started sharing content that I actually was like excited to create 
but also content that was very sustainable for me to create. It was stuff I was already doing in my day. I didn't have to like go out of my way to create this video. It was just, okay, set the camera up and then do what you were already going to do. And that brings me to point number two, creating content that is easy for you to create. You do not need to reinvent the wheel every single time you post a piece of content. That is not sustainable. That is a recipe for burnout. You're going to be miserable. You're going to run out of ideas. It has to be easy for you to create. So a lot of the time with the concept of my video, what I'll usually do is I'll say to myself, okay, what is something that I want to share with my audience today? Like, what is a thought that I had when I woke up this morning? What is a conversation that I had with one of my friends or a fellow creator or a student of mine, a conversation that I had that I might be able to like share with other people that might be valuable. So I get those concepts of what I'm going to share just based on like things that I'm thinking about. Like it's almost kind of like more of like my video journal on my post than it is like, here's a valuable tip. And so that's made it really sustainable for me to think of content ideas. When it actually comes to creating the content, like I said, I typically will set up my camera when I'm already doing things that I wasn't going to be doing. So a lot of the times what I'll do, because I want to remember throughout the day to take clips, I will set a reminder on my phone and I'll say, you know, remind me um, every two hours to take a video clip. And so if I, you know, get halfway through the day and I'm like, oh crap, I haven't taken any video clips, that prevents it from actually happening. So every couple hours I'll get a notification. It's like, hey, Kristen, don't forget to take a clip. I'll set up my tripod, whatever I'm doing. I'm like, cool, let's take a clip. Super easy. The third thing is to create content that actually connects with my audience. And I think this was like a huge turning point. This is probably one of the most important things. When I was sharing content, again, it was very much like, here's a tip. And I think a lot of, you know, fashion creators, beauty creators do this. You know, they might be like, here are five of the best dry shampoos for you to try. Here's how you can style a leather mini skirt. Like it's very much like instructional tutorial and you give great information and that's amazing, but you get really stuck on the information and you never really think to like incorporate things that are going to feel relatable to the person that's actually watching it. And that's a huge problem, right? Because the whole point is like, we want people to connect with us. That is the point of social media. And so I started to think about what I could say in this video that maybe I had a concept. How can I take that concept, make it relatable, maybe tell a personal story with it and then see how people react to that. For example, uh, one of my members in Social Suite, we had a conversation on one of our date night calls. Um, we basically all get together on like a Zoom call every couple of weeks, and we just talk about things that we're going through. And she is a travel creator. So she had said to me, Kristen, I'm not traveling right now. Like, I don't have any good, like, here's how you pack. Here's how I'm planning this trip because I don't have anything in the works. So I'm at a loss as to like what to share. And so I said to her, why don't you just share that? Like exactly what you just told me. I'm struggling as a travel creator because I don't have any trips booked. Here's how I feel. Here's how I'm coping with it. You know, like here's things I'm struggling with in my business because of it. And those are all things that I think people will be able to, first of all, connect with you better, 
but also they'll get something from that. You know, maybe other people who are watching that video, they are also a travel creator and they're feeling the same way. Like, man, I don't travel every single week. Like, you know, what am I supposed to do in the meantime for content? And so I told her, make a video like that with like travel B-roll footage as the, as the behind, uh, as the actual like video content, or maybe she could like take videos of her, like looking like she's writing in her journal or working at her computer and having a voiceover of her telling the story about like what she's struggling with. Those points of struggle, of celebration, of uh, things that you're learning are all really good things to share with your audience to make your content more relatable. And when people feel more related to you, they feel way more comfortable purchasing things from you if you are someone who sells a product or service. But they're also so much more inclined to stop and look at your posts and read your caption and comment on it and really start to get to know you and become your friend. And the more we can kind of encourage our audience to feel that way, the easier it's going to be to grow your following. If that's your goal, the easier it's going to be to boost your engagement rate. More people are going to be, you know, clicking on things that you're sharing for partnerships. Everything that we need to do to be quote successful as creators comes from connection. So whenever you can share things that are going to help you connect with people, 10 out of 10, I say do it. And the last thing here is to really let go of the shoulds. And this is something that we had actually, again, talked about in a Do Less Club meeting. What are the shoulds that we feel as creators we should be doing? You know, like I should be posting, you know, a reel every single day. I should be, you know, using a high quality camera to film my reels, like not my iPhone, God forbid. You know, I should be making sure I respond to every single comment immediately after it's posted. There's so many things that we're talking as creators through, again, you know, like different coaches or through videos we see on YouTube or on TikTok or whatever it might be. And there are so many almost unwritten rules for us. But realistically, to build a sustainable business, it is so incredibly difficult for you to follow all of those rules. And they're not rules that need to be followed. So I really challenge you to this week, think about everything that you tell yourself. You know, if you're if you're going through your content planning process and you're like, oh, I should be posting one reel every day, listen to yourself every time that you say, I should be doing something. And then ask yourself, okay, is that really necessary? Like, do I really need to do that? Am I is it detrimental to the health of my business? Because if not, throw it out the window. Most of these shoulds do not need to be mandatory in the way that you run your business. The biggest lesson that I've learned from implementing all these changes has really just been to make social media feel easier for me. It has to feel sustainable. It has to be something that I feel excited about or I'm not going to continue to do it. So if you're feeling burnt out, if you're not feeling excited anymore, that means it's time for a change. And these are some changes that I've personally implemented, but I think that they could definitely be something for you to keep in the back of your mind as well. If you listened to this episode and it really resonated with you, please let me know. Send me a DM. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. Let's have a conversation about this. And I hope to see you guys again next week.